Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence with us this morning. Thank you for your word. Uh, May our hearts and minds be open and attentive to your word. And uh, may we hear your voice for Jesus' sake. Amen. So Joshua chapter 24, 14 to 24. Uh, Just a little bit about the context. Um, uh, The people of God have sort of more or less inhabited the promised land. They haven't quite inhabited the whole of it and they never will. Uh, but they've, they've more or less inhabited it. They've had this sort of 40-year delay before they could cross the river because of their disobedience. But they have been expanding under God's grace into the promised land. And uh, now they're at a point where they're starting to become settled. Joshua's ministry is coming to a close. And so uh, these are the things that Joshua wants to say to them as they begin to settle in the promised land so that uh, they can live there. And uh, so I was thinking about this a, a couple of months ago and, and thinking about what should be our, our verse for 2024. I was thinking about, well, how do we, you know, we have, by the grace of God, you know, we are in our promised land. Uh, we have the certainty of eternal life. We are already citizens of heaven because of what Jesus has done for us. But how do we live in it? How do we live in it? And, and that's what uh, Joshua is addressing for the people of God then and their words that are very relevant uh, for us this morning. So, uh, verse 14. Uh, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our fathers up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we travelled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you. And yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. Uh, It's a wonderful um, kind of last words, a wonderful words of encouragement, but also challenge as the people of God begin this journey of trying to uh, inhabit their promised land. It's also uh, words of great warning because... uh, they, they don't do very well. And uh, you only have to flick forward to 
Judges chapter 2. You only have to go forward one generation and they lose the lot because they are not faithful. They have this wonderful um, enthusiasm. Yes, we will serve the Lord. And they mean it. And we mean it, don't we? When we have those moments, we say, I will serve the Lord. But within a generation, they've, they've lost it. Within a generation, they've gone back to worshipping their old, you know, their old gods. So there's words of encouragement and challenge, but also warning. How do we live faithfully in the land that God has given us? How do we live life, the life that God has given us? How do we live it? Well, the first thing that um, Joshua says, he says, throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. So he's saying, look, there are, there are things you can't take with you into the promised land. There are things that you must leave behind. And the implication of The implication of what Joshua is saying is that even as they've been expanding into the promised land, they've still been carrying some of these gods with them. Otherwise, he wouldn't say, throw them away. So that's quite extraordinary, isn't it? They've been expanding into this promised land, and yet they've been carrying some old gods with them. And uh, and as we'll we'll think about, we, we tend to do the same thing. We carry some old gods with us, and we'll think a bit about why we, why we tend to do that. But Joshua's challenge is, let's throw them away. You don't need them. How do you throw away the old gods? Old gods. Well, let's just skip forward a little bit to verse, um, verse 17. You can only throw away the old gods if you're convinced that the God you worship is the one and only true and righteous God. You can only throw away the old gods if you are fully convinced that the God you're travelling with is all that you need. And, uh, and that's what the, the people of God, they sort of remind themselves of this. Verse 17, it was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our fathers up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we travelled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. You know, they remind themselves of what God has done. And when they're focused on what God has done for them, what's their response? We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Now, I, as I said at the start of the service, probably one of the things that we, we tend to do as one year closes out is we look back over the year that's coming to a close, over 2023. And I hope that as we look back over 2023, we can see God's faithfulness. Yes, there have been lots of challenges and lots of difficulties. But certainly as I look back over 2023, what I'm grateful for is is God's faithfulness. The way that God has, has moved, the way that God has provided, the way that God has helped me when I've needed help. Uh, they remember he protected us on our entire journey. And when I look back over 2023, that's my, I want to give thanks to God that he, he protected me on the entire journey of 2023. Uh, like every year, uh, it was a bumpy ride. But he was with me every step. When you, look, you, know, you read the history of, of God's people and how they get from slavery in Egypt to freedom in the promised land, it's a bumpy journey. Uh, It's a difficult journey, but their testimony is he protected us on our entire journey. And as we look back over 2023, I hope that that's our 
you know, our testimony. That's why we're still here. That's why we're still worshipping, because we can look back and say, yes, he, God protected me on my journey. He was all that I needed, I needed him to be. He was faithful to me, even in the challenges. And uh, as we journey into this, into this promised land, we have to keep our eyes focused on what God has done. And the fact that he is faithful and the fact that he, he never changes. Let me just remind you of the certainty and assurance that we have of the, the land that God has led us into and the certainty of it. Some words from Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, Verses 1. As for you, uh, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But... Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. That's, that's our God. Oh, yes, let's have an amen. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we need some amens and hallelujahs. We're not giving those up in 2024. We're enjoying those. That's worth an amen and a hallelujah. It is because of his love for us. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Thank you very much. A little more enthusiasm. (laughs) Amen. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness. That's what he's done for us. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. Praise be. Oh yeah, oh we're going off peace now. We've got to praise be in there as well. But yes, our inheritance can never perish spoil or fade isn't that glorious doesn't matter doesn't matter what happens in 2024 it literally doesn't matter what happens it literally doesn't matter how bad things might get in Christ we have an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade is that fantastic it just means whatever you may face in Christ you have an inheritance that can never perish kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power. No matter what happens to us, we will always be shielded by God's power. We might be put to death for our faith, but we'll still be shielded by God's power because we've got an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. Uh, uh, Salvation that is ready to be revealed in last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. We will suffer grief and have all kinds of trials. That is guaranteed. Uh, Peter acknowledges that, for a li- but it's for a little while. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a little while. Sometimes it feels endless. But in the eternal scheme of things, it's, it's only a little while. Even if it's your whole life, it's only a little while in the grand scheme of eternity. 
Uh, these things have come so that your faith of greater, the world, greater worth than gold, which perishes even though by refined fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Um, Paul writing to Romans. I love this verse. Uh, Romans eight twenty eight. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Or we know that in all, all things work together for the good of those who love God. I, I love that verse. And I love that it doesn't say, uh, we know that in all things, God works for the happiness of those who love him. We will not always be happy in this life. When we're unhappy, it doesn't mean that God is not working all things together. Uh, you have to join 28 to 29, because 29 says, uh, for those God forney who you also predestined, to be conformed to the likeness of his son. That's, that's, that's what's good for us. That's what's good for us, is to be more and more like Jesus. And um, sometimes in being refined, uh, you have to go through the heat of the fire to burn off the dross so that you can be more like Jesus. And sometimes God uses our trials and tribulations and, and sufferings in order to burn off some dross. And that's not a pleasant experience, but God works all things together for good. And it's either true or it isn't. And um, it's in God's word, so I believe it's... It's true. So that's the God that we have. And when we, when we see that and when we recognise it, we think, duh, of course I'm going to serve the Lord. He's my God. That's who he is. That's who I rejoice. And we're going to meet in a little while around the communion table and just remember how all this has been made possible. And the people of God in Joshua's day, when they reminded themselves of what God had done for them, they were like, duh, yeah, of course we're going to serve the Lord. But Joshua kind of knows better. He knows what they're like. And uh, we know what we're like. So he says, throw away the gods your forefathers worship. There are some things that you, you need to leave behind. And uh, so I'm kind of uh, thinking as this year is closing out. Okay, Lord, uh, I want to go into 2024. And I do this at the beginning of every year. I want to go into 2024 with you as my sole focus. As you, as the only God that I worship. But I know what I'm like. I know what I'm like. I'm frail. I'm imperfect. And I know that I have a tendency to take other things with me. Uh, and I think we all, we all do that. We, we can you know, be here this morning and we can rehearse what God has done for us. And we can say, yeah, 100%, I'm going to serve the Lord. But I guarantee in 2024... We will, you know, we won't. so I want to think, what are the things that we are, what are the things that we might be tempted to take with us into 2024? And uh, what Joshua is talking about is, when he's, talking, he's saying, what are the things that you, that you might be tempted to rely on rather than the living God? What are the things that you turn to when you're struggling? Where are the places that you go when you're, you know, when you're anxious or, or fearful or in need? Are there other things that pop up and, and kind of get in, the way of, in the, get in the way of the Lord that you, that you look to? And uh, I know when I look back over 2023, there were times when I was in situations where I didn't 
look to the Lord. And uh, one of the things that we can do is we can be very good at, at talking the talk and not so good at walking the walk. And one of the things that I can do very, very well uh, is stand at the front of the church and talk the talk. And I can do it very, very well. And I can, and I can talk to other people and, and talk the talk and say, yeah, I, I trust God. I trust God absolutely. I know that God will come through for me in any testing situation. I can talk the talk. But sometimes walking the walk is slightly more difficult. And um, I, I think I said a couple of months ago, I had a, 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 challenging, a challenging summer where the, uh, the, sort of the, the finances of the 619 Trust that sits behind Turn the Page, that pays my salary, uh, the finances looked as if they were going to fall off a cliff. And, uh, and so uh, where do you go? So, so I can talk the talk and say, that will be fine. Fine, the Lord, you know, the Lord will provide for whatever he wants me to do. And uh, I believe the Lord wants me to carry on with what I'm doing. And I've always said the Lord will pay for it. And if he doesn't pay for it, then I'll do something else. So I was like, yeah, no, this will be fine. Uh, inside, I was, I was falling off a cliff. Because, and, and here's the thing, you see, why do we, why do, we do this? You see, because you'll have different things that will, you know, resonate with, with you. At times when, when you can say, yeah, well, I know God, but actually, help. What am I going to do? And, uh, and here's the thing, and it's the oldest lie in the book. And the lie is this. Is God really for me? Has God really got my back? The oldest lie in the book, and it's the lie, it's, it's the reason that we've ended up in the mess that we're in, because it's the lie that Adam and Eve fell for. It was that little whisper. Has God really got your best interests at heart? That was what was sown into Adam and Eve's mind, and they thought... Oh, maybe he hasn't. And, and when you listen to that, then you, you, know, then you end up in a, in, a, in a different place. And that was the little, that was a little thought that popped up in, in my mind was, well, maybe, maybe God isn't, maybe isn't God, maybe God isn't going to see me through this. Maybe we are going to go off the end of a, we are going to fall off a cliff. And then what am I going to do? And, it was, and, it, and, I, and I gave house room to it. And that little whisper became quite a, you know, a big voice. And it was, and uh, so I was trying to hold these two things together. Yeah, Lord, your faith. But, and uh, so what do you do? Well, we, we, you know, we sort of carry these things with us. So I was thinking, well, what could I do? I could do this. I could, you know, I, could get, I was looking at part-time jobs in Sainsbury's. Because I thought, well, you know, I've got to do something. So even though I'm kind of trusting God, I've got to have a plan B. Because if, if you're anything like me, I can trust God when I don't have to. That's really easy. <laughs> I can, when I don't have to, I can really trust him. When I have to, I'm like, yeah, but what if, he, what if he doesn't come through for me? What if he pulls the rug out from under my feet? And then I think, wow, why do I think that about God? Why would, when I thought about all these things, about how God is, about how good and faithful he is, why would I think God might pull the rug out from under my feet? And then you have to kind of start looking at your baggage and where you've come from and all the stuff that we, we knew before we became Christians and all the stuff that went on in our past that has kind of shaped that thinking in us. And, and I can look at my history and, and lots of stuff that have, um, <laughs> that's gone on in my... Um, uh, it's all right. So, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no worries at all. No, 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 we need to... No, no. So, um, 
So, it's, uh, so that's the thing. See, you see, if you have if you have a question mark in your mind about God's faithfulness and His character, then you'll take some old gods with you, because those are the places that you'll go to when you think, "Yeah, but what if? What if God doesn't come through for me?" And so Joshua is challenging the people and is saying, look, you don't need to take anything with you. When you're anxious and afraid, you don't need to turn to anything other than the Lord. He is sufficient. He is all that you need. There are other things that you will turn to. There's stuff, things that I've turned to in the past as a kind of plan B. And they're never as good as God. It's funny that, isn't it? It's like, and I'm like, every time I'm surprised, I'm like, oh, but, we, but that's, that's what, we do. It's what we do, isn't it? We do, we kind of go to those places and then we're like, oh, sorry, Lord, you are who you said you were. Uh, but that's, that's the thing. So, and listen, the reality is, in 2024, we will turn to some old gods. We'll turn to some old coping strategies. We'll look to some things that maybe are not helpful and when we get when we get anxious and, and fearful and afraid and when we're faced with challenges the temptation will be to think oh, what am I going to do now and well what we do now is we look to the Lord because he protected us on our entire journey that's their testimony he protected us on our entire journey and he will protect you on your journey through 2024 because he protected you on your journey through 2023 that's who he is. That's what he does. And so my, my uh, resolution for 2024, again, is to say, Lord, I want to, I want to focus on what you've done. And one of the things I want to try and do in this, in this new year is just always to think about God's faithfulness. And when I'm anxious and afraid, to think about God's faithfulness, to look back and see the times where God has has moved, the times where God has made a way, the times where God has answered a prayer. And to fix my eyes on those things, because they'll remind me of his character. And they'll help me to travel through the bumpy bits of the journey, which undoubtedly there, you know, there will be. And our verse for the year, for 2024, we, we have a verse for um, each year. And this was the verse that, that came to me a couple of months ago, uh, which is why we're in this passage this morning is Joshua says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's his decision. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I want to encourage us as as individuals, as a church family, that that's the decision that we make. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And there'll be times during this year where we, we lose sight of that. There'll be, there'll be times when we stumble and fall. And that doesn't matter because when we do fall flat on our face, uh, the Lord says, I still love you. Let's start from here. And then we get up and we say again, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So this morning, in a moment, uh, we're going to gather around uh, the communion table. We're going to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness. Remind ourselves of what God has done. And I want to give you an opportunity, an invitation this morning, that after you've received communion, um, if, you would, if you'd like to, I'm just going to stand over here. 
uh, with my um, little bottle of anointing oil. And uh, if you'd like, as this year ends and a new year begins, just to make that declaration, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, then just come to me and just make that declaration. Say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, and then I'll just anoint you with oil in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I can, I'll come to you if you want me to come to you. So, uh, but just that opportunity, that invitation, just to make that declaration. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray together for, um, for a moment as we prepare to gather.